Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. I'm pleased to introduce our commencement speaker today, Dr. Ralph Inlow, Jr. Dr. Inlow served at CIU for 28 years in various leadership capacities, including senior vice president and provost. He earned both bachelor's and master's degrees at CIU prior to earning his doctoral degree in higher education leadership at Vanderbilt University. His four decades of service in Christian higher education included roles as an institutional and association executive, consultant, professor, and chair of many ministry and nonprofit boards. From 2006 until, uh, until two, uh, 2020, Dr. Inlow served as president of the Association for Biblical Higher Education often called ABHE, one of our accrediting bodies. He has authored two books on biblical leadership and contributed to numerous other books and publications. Dr. Inlow and his wife, CIU alumna, Valerie Gentry, were married in 1977 and are blessed with two married adult children and three granddaughters, one of whom now resides with the Lord in heaven. Help me in welcoming our speaker, Dr. Ralph Inlow. Good morning, President Christman, Chancellor Jones, trustees, esteemed faculty, staff, parents, distinguished guests, and most of all, delirious graduates. It's a high privilege and genuine honor to be present with you on this day that represents a significant milestone for each of you graduates and for our alma mater. As you mark this, your graduation year, Columbia International University marks this year as the 100th anniversary of its founding. I invite you to savor with me the fullness of joy that should accompany this day. I heard about a recently widowed pastor who visited one of his parishioners and was captivated by that woman's talking pet parrot. Throughout the pastor's visit, the talking bird could be heard quoting Bible verses and calling out, let's pray. Wow, the pastor thought to himself, how wonderful it would be for me to have a pet like this as kind of a companion in my loneliness and a clever icebreaker for guests in my home. So the pastor did what we all do nowadays. He went online, and soon he located someone who was seeking a good home for a talking parrot. No sooner had he brought the bird home, however, than he was horrified to discover that this parrot's disposition and vocabulary were entirely different from the parrot owned by the woman in his congregation. Let's just say the language was colorful and not in a good way. <laughs> Utterly mortified and ready to get rid of the bird, the pastor told his parishioner friend about his dilemma, 
and immediately she struck on an idea. Why not bring your bird over to my home and let him sit for a few days with mine? I'm sure my parrot's influence will rub off on yours, and he will soon develop a new vocabulary full of Bible verses and calls to prayer. So the pastor agreed to this strategy, and the next day he brought his parrot over and sat the cage beside the woman's parrot. Both birds were silent for the better part of a day as they eyed one another suspiciously. Finally, the parishioner's parrot squawked ever so piously, let's pray. After another brief silence, the pastor's parrot replied, let's kiss. <laughs> to which the other bird immediately responded, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> Well, since I brought up the subject of answered prayer, uh, I want you to consider briefly with me today two simple propositions about answered prayer that are applicable to this day in your life and the life of our alma mater. First, your presence here today, graduates, is an answer to prayer. Second, CIU's presence today and prospects tomorrow, now 100 years since its founding, are an answer to prayer. Let's talk about that first proposition. Graduates, your presence here today is an answer to prayer. Now, some of you parents, spouses, and grandparents, youth pastors, teachers, and coaches are thinking, answer to prayer indeed, Captain Obvious. You've been praying your loved ones would enroll at CIU, apply themselves to their studies, deepen their relationship to the Lord, and come to a clear and enduring sense of life stewardship. Many of you graduates are profoundly aware and appreciative of the role your families and friends and mentors' prayers have played in bringing you to this day. But those are not the answered prayers I'm primarily thinking about when I say to your graduates, your presence here today is an answer to prayer. No, long before any of those prayers was uttered, before you were even born, someone else was praying for you. The 17th chapter of John's Gospel records the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ uttered aloud in the presence of his disciples on the night before he completed his mission to die as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, vindicated by God as such by his resurrection from the dead. Among other things on that night, Jesus prayed these words. I prayed not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. John 17, 20 and 21. Jesus prayed not only for the 11 persons physically present with him on that occasion, but by his own admission, he prayed for those who will believe in me through their word. The word, of course, that comprises the New Testament scriptures and the proclamation of the gospel to the ends of the earth in the 20 centuries that have transpired. 
since the night that prayer was first uttered. Graduates, the ultimate reason you are here today is a twofold answer to the Lord Jesus' prayer. First, you have come to embrace Christ as Savior and Lord. Surely you have, haven't you? Because you have heard and believed the apostles' authoritative teaching that comprises the New Testament scriptures. Jesus prayed that you would. He said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ, John 17, 3. And note that Jesus also prayed that the oneness in belief and behavior would have the effect that the world would believe that the Father had sent him, John 17, 21. I don't think it's a stretch or a distortion of Scripture to make this assertion regarding your presence here today at CIU's commencement exercises. Graduates, you are here today because the Lord Jesus Christ himself prayed for you. Are you ready for this? Wait for it. He prayed for you to know him and to make him known. Since the Lord has answered that prayer up to this very day for those of you who have submitted yourselves to him, may I encourage you that his prayer will support you in whatever pathways he calls you to walk. After all, the scriptures assure us that he always lives to make intercession for us, Hebrews 7.25. Less than two weeks ago, I had lunch with a CIU alum who graduated more than 25 years ago. We've had only one brief telephone call in the years since, about 17 years ago, as far as we could tell. At lunch, overlooking Lake Murray, this former student leader told me how after a few years of raw and rugged local church ministry, he backed out of a church parking lot and drove away into a life of bitter disillusionment and seemingly hopeless addiction. Over more than a decade, he stumbled through a demanding career and into a dysfunctional marriage and deeper addiction and despair. But the Savior who had claimed him refused to give up on him. God has gloriously rescued him, and he now leads others in their own journeys of rescue and recovery. With misty eyes, he said to me, God has shown me that he claimed me for his own, and he will not let go of me, no matter how much I wobble and wail. Now, I hope your journey is wiser and smoother than my friends, or even mine has been for that matter. But I say to you graduates with personal confidence and biblical conviction, Jesus' prayers brought you here and they will sustain you. Few things bring me more closely to tears than the antiphonal contemporary song composed by singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson and his longtime musical collaborator, Ben Shive. It poses a series of questions and responses converging into the ultimate question about our Lord Jesus. Is he worthy? 
One of the verses asks this series of questions, and if you know the song, I invite you to respond to the questions with your hearts and voices. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those he loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. May I say it once again to you graduates with deep conviction? Jesus' prayers brought you here, and they will sustain you. Allow me briefly now to hasten to the second proposition I'm offering for your consideration today. Not only is it true that your presence here today, graduates, is an answer to prayer, but also that CIU's presence today and prospects tomorrow, now 100 years since its founding, are an answer to prayer. By all means, this includes the prayers of those intrepid young women like Emily Dick, who was mentioned earlier in the video, and Margaret Childs and others, who so winsomely and effectively taught the gospel to children of Columbia's socially and economically deprived mill workers that entire families were utterly transformed. The mill's owners observed such dramatic improvement in their employees' living conditions and work performance they invited these young women to replicate their endeavors in all their factories. This opportunity for ministry expansion required such multiplication of trained workers that the young women's only recourse was to pray that the Lord would raise up an educational and training institution right here in Columbia. The answer to which prayers began ever so modestly with four students in two downtown hotel rooms in 1923. Today's Columbia International University was literally born of those young women's prayers. And it has been amply documented how prayer has been the engine of CIU's survival and expansion over the past century. Prayer sustained the institution through the Depression era, through World War II, through annual Thanksgiving goals for operating and capital expense provision, through the 1950s and 60s purchase and initial build-out of the 460-acre campus we inhabit today, through the retirement of crippling debt, through both routine and emergency presidential transitions, and so many other things. Prayer has been a major feature of trustee meetings, faculty and staff gatherings, faculty searches, student leadership development, chapel programming, and countless other aspects of our life together over the past 10 decades. But when I say CIU's presence today and prospects tomorrow at this 100-year anniversary of its founding are an answer to prayer, none of these examples represents that to which I am primarily referring. No. I'm referring once again to that prayer that underlies and from which ultimately all these other prayers derive. Jesus prayed not only directly for the 11 persons physically present with him on the eve of his crucifixion, but as previously noted, he prayed for those who would believe in him through their word. Brothers and sisters, CIU's only past 
present, and future legitimacy and hope emanates from this prayer of Jesus that is recorded for us in John 17. It is above all and through all a prayer saturated with the concern that Jesus was henceforth committing his own missions, sustaining and success to these flawed and fearful followers. As for you graduates, so also for CIU. The essence of Jesus' prayer is to know him and to make him known. But not only does CIU's motto correspond to and flow from Jesus' prayer, I find it remarkable the extent to which what we now recognize as CIU's core values also saturates this prayer. Quickly consider with me authority of Scripture. Jesus prayed, sanctify them through the truth, your word is truth, verse 17. And so we affirm the Bible and the Bible alone is the final authority for, as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 puts it, what and what not to believe, how and how not to behave. What about authentic Christian living? Jesus prayed, sanctify them, verse 17. That is, set them apart, mark them, and make them distinctive in their likeness to him. Flowing from his earlier discourse in John chapters 14 through 16, this sanctification entails a constant abiding in him, the enabling of the indwelling Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of gospel living and witness of personal victory over sin, to confront our evil enemy and endure the world's hostility and hatred. World evangelization. Jesus prayed that the world may believe that you sent me. He also prayed, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world, verse 18. This commission is not optional or super spiritual. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be on mission with him in answer to his prayer. Prayer and faith. If our Lord Jesus devoted the final hours before his crucifixion to prayer, believing that his intercession for his own would be heard and answered by his Father, how much more must the united prayer of faith undergird our university's relationship with Christ and our engagement with his mission? Prayer must never be supplemental for CIU. It must ever be fundamental. And evangelical unity. Jesus pleaded, Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. And it is clear from the gospel record of this prayer that this oneness for which our Lord prayed is inextricably linked both to their fidelity to the word of truth and to their missional calling. You see, CIU's so-called core values are not merely something contrived by our institutional leaders in previous generations, not things carved on curious rocks scattered around the campus. They've not been crafted by clever branding experts. They must never be cheapened and sloganeered by sentimental constituents such that we turn them into idols. Rather, our core values are best understood when they are observed 
to be the marks of our collective understanding of the institution's nature and purpose, embodied by our leaders, our faculty and staff, our students and alumni, pursued as our high calling and sacred stewardship. They flow from and find their legitimacy and realization through the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. I urge you today to ponder for one final moment these two thoughts. Graduates, your presence here today is an answer to prayer. Will you today and ever after view your life's very meaning and embrace your life's mission in that light? And furthermore, CIU's presence today and prospects tomorrow, now 100 years since its founding, are an answer to prayer. Will those of us who are CIU stakeholders embrace this understanding of CIU's nature and calling and renew and purify our collective commitment to participate in prayer and conscious stewardship in the ongoing work of God's Spirit in answer to our Lord's Prayer. In a few minutes, we'll be called upon and join in the customary singing of CIU's alma mater. As we do so, may I invite you to sing these, its final words, thoughtfully with a renewed sense of understanding and affirmation. May we, in consecration to Jesus Christ alone, fulfill thy sacred purpose to know and make him known. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.